Let us all join hands. That's it. Yes. The circle is complete. Spirits, hear my voice. If there is a spirit who would like to come through, please knock twice. We hear you. Oh, spirit, we hear you. Please. Grace us with your wisdom. I am your vessel. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Do I Even Exist? A podcast for and by ghosts. And if you are listening to this and just so happen to be human, that's okay too. We're all a little dead inside. I'm coming to you all the way from the astral plane through my human vessel, Jane. Say hello, Jane. Hello. I am your host and guide. My name can't really be understood by human ears, so you can call me Cyan Number 7. Each episode will dive into what it means to be a ghost in this day and age. We'll have tips for hauntings, especially if it's your first time haunt, as well as interviews, stories, and lots and lots of ectoplasm. Boo, we're so glad you're here. For the modern ghost, and hey, humans too, it can be hard to differentiate between what is and is not a ghost. To kick us off, I'd like to introduce Doink Dinkles in a segment we like to call Not a Ghost, hosted by Not a Ghost, Doink Dinkles. Doink? Hi, uh, thanks for having me. I am uh, Doink Dinkles, as Cyan number seven had mentioned. Um, So let's just uh, get started here. So first off, uh, Casper, not a ghost. Uh, Fake ghost, actually. Contrary to popular belief, Casper never existed, so not a ghost. Uh, secondly, um, Bambi, Bambi, not a ghost. Bambi's mother is a ghost. Uh, but Bambi, uh, I don't think since it's a fictional character, um, is not a ghost, but I guess that like goes contrary to my previous logic with, uh, the Casper remark. So, you know, I'm going to have to, like, go back to the drawing board here and reassess. So come back to me um, at a later date. Uh, that's it for me. Thanks for having me, Cyan. Thank you, Doink. Now, for a lot of us, our first haunts can be confusing, maybe even scary. Instead of developing your own personal way of spooking, we look and mimic what has already been done. I'm talking about moving rocking chairs, footsteps, and chains. Sure, these are timeless tricks, but how can you not only create something new, but something that is uniquely you? Now, before I was Cyan number seven, I was a ghost just like you. I was scared and confused. And if you've been following my work, you probably already know this story, But for first-time listeners, I'm going to tell you a brief story about my first-time haunting. 
It was an old Connecticut farmhouse. I know, a cliche. But I was new. I didn't know that I could haunt all sorts of things. There was an old musty attic, and I thought that would be the perfect place to hide. So I did. I would only come out at night, walking back and forth, rustling some sheets, opening windows, and honestly, I thought that was enough. And then one day, I decided to come out from the attic, and that's when I heard one of the humans talking about how they must have a rodent problem. I was so embarrassed. I thought that all of my walking back and forth and scurrying and just picking up sheets and shaking them was enough, but it wasn't. So I decided to try something big. I decided to try something that I thought would really scare the people. I think, and I'm laughing because this is another cliche, it was a cold full moon night. (laughs) I know. Trust me, I've learned. Anyway, it was a cold full moon night. I decided to position myself in between the fireplace and one of the humans' favorite reading couches. And I just sat and waited. Finally, one of the humans came down, sat in the chair, and opened up their favorite book. And so, I started to whisper. I said, don't go into the cupboard, or don't put your hand in the fire, thinking that that would scare him. He didn't hear me. He just kept reading. So that's when I tried to do something that I knew a lot of ghosts could do, but I never did it, and I just tried. I decided I was going to throw up ectoplasm all over him. I, I got into my position, I was standing right above him, and I started to, to get the, the juices going. When he got up and left, and I projectile ectoplasmed all over the chair. He didn't even see it. From that moment on, I knew I needed to do something different. I needed to, to figure out what my own haunt style was. I needed to figure out what was working and what wasn't working for me. So I think like a lot of ghosts that you'll hear, I took time. I, I studied what would work for me. And for me, the best thing that worked was just standing by people's beds as they slept. That was 100% the greatest thing that worked for me in my haunting. They would sleep and I would watch them. Sometimes they would wake up and see me. Sometimes they would just go on sleeping. They always thought something was there. And something was. Next up, I chat with a phantom who really needs no introduction. After a brief message from our sponsors. Do you have bones that are weighing you down? Are you a past skeleton and present ghost who just can't move on? You try to leave your resting spot only to be brought down to earth by the call of your old ivory mandible. Well, let the services of Skeleton Skeleton Brothers be your guide. They're offering our listeners a 10% discount on their services to remove your bones and set your spirit free. 
They'll come and animate your bones out of your life. Give them a try. In this segment, we'll talk to some of our most revered ghosts to help you find a haunting style that works for you. First on the show, we have a phantom who really needs no introduction. He is, of course, the ghost who birthed a new religion from a small farmhouse in upstate New York and is also a best-selling author of the book Tossed in a Cellar but Born Again. He's coming to us straight from the astral plane, so the sound might be a little crackly. We welcome to the show, Murdered Peddler. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, Cyan. Hey, Cyan, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can I can hear you, yeah. Uh, are, you, are you being channeled through a medium too right now? I am, actually. Things are, are a little intense. I thought I'd be able to sort of be in a better plane, but I, I've just kind of been stuck in this astral plane for for a while now, you know? But, uh, you know, hey, when life or the afterlife gives you lemons, I guess you just got to make a afterlife lemonade, right? Now, I think most people listening have probably heard about you before, um, but for those who may not be, you know, as familiar or are new to your work, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Of course, sure. Um, so a little bit about me. I left um, this earthly realm in, uh, wow, um, I think I might have to say, I think it was 1830, I believe, give or take a handful of decades. And as my name suggests, spoiler alert, I was a peddler and I was murdered. Uh, yeah, when, when, when I left my body on account of being murdered, I actually thought that that was it for me. So like, you know, one day as my flesh is decomposing and I was resting, I started to hear um, voices, like these whispers of voices. Um, I remember they gave me a name. They, they called me uh, Mr. Splitfoot. Mr. Splitfoot? I, I, I mean, come on. Isn't, isn't that a nickname for the devil? Is it? I think it is. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, because, you know, he has the hoof and there's a split. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. But I never, I thought maybe there was another type of entity or, or maybe folklore that, that was like, you know, uh, maybe a, a monster or some type of centaur. I never, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess the devil, I guess the devil is, is, is the nickname for a split, but it makes sense. I mean. The husbands, yeah, but but they 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 called me Mr. Splitfoot. I thought maybe I was like maybe they thought I was some type of horse or 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 you know something or other. But yeah, maybe they called me the devil. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I how I I guess since you're just you know kind of finding this out now, how how does it feel to to know that they were referring to you as the devil? I mean, it's uh. Pretty, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd call it high praise. <laughs> you know, uh, it feels it, 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 it kind of feels like a, a big, big title, big weight. You know, um, I, I, I mean, I tried to even sort of turn away from that. I was like, guys, my my name is Charles. You know, I'm I'm Charles. Don't don't call me Splitfoot. You know, I was like, my name is Charles. So what happened next? Um. 
Well, they invited me to play. They uh, named me, which, of course, is an open invitation to a ghost. Um, I guess that would be the first tip, you know, uh, get whoever you are haunting to name you. And then that way, it's hard to get rid of you, actually. That, that's actually what I would say. Yeah, if, 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 they can, if they can name you, it's way harder for them to get rid of you. You know, there's already um, an attachment. You know, I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to embrace this idea that I am Mr. Splitfoot. So I started to play the part of what I thought Mr. Splitfoot would be. And, you know, the first thing was, okay, he's got a foot, but it's split. You know, like, so what does that sound like? What, what would it be like to have a split foot? So, you know, I walked around a bunch, uh, walked around the whole house, and then, you know, I just made all sorts of sounds, um, just trying out different things, exploring, you know. But my favorite, um, and I don't think I was the pioneer of this idea, but what I would do is I would go up and down the stairs throughout the night, and then I find like one sticky floorboard and I just shift, you know, just shift my weight back and forth, back and forth. And it sort of created this sort of um, sound, you know what I mean? Like it's like the creaking, like sound, you know, you know, I can't hit, I mean, I don't know if you can hear it. I'm still in the astral plane, you know, it's like, a, you know, like, a, you know, it's just this astral, it's just very, but yeah, I would make that sound, whatever sound you would think, you know, a, a floorboard creaking makes. And I, you know, I would just kind of do that pretty much all night, really. So uh, if I'm, if I'm hearing correctly, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, I don't want to put words in your medium's mouth, but um you you kind of really encourage some first-time ghosts to just sort of play around and discover what they like or don't like. Is that is that correct? Am I hearing that correctly? You know, I don't I don't ever want to uh, you know, be claim the 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 idea or claim the uh the uh the title of being the originator of of, you know, getting ghosts to to play around and stuff. But I know that that's something that I definitely did. I also just want to say that I, I do feel like the situation that I was in was um, particularly unique. You know, um, it's, it's not every haunt you'll get people who name you. You know, you sometimes you're just the ghost or you're just the spirit or, or you're not even that. They won't even, they won't even name you. They'll just say that thing or, or, or they'll discredit it to the house being weird uh, and not really acknowledging who you are. So, you know, I, I, I wasn't really looking for a haunt. I wasn't looking for it. This, this is what they gave me. And, and, and um, you know what I found out later, Cyan? They apparently, they started a whole religious movement on account of me. I mean, that truly is, um, and I'm sure you've heard this many times, but that, that is truly a spectacular haunt. Um, a once in an afterlife haunt and a rare one. I will say it is a very rare one. And I, I wouldn't want any of our listeners to think that, you know, if if they start a haunt, that they too could birth religions like you. Your case is really exceptional. Mm, yeah, I mean, yes, I thank you. And, and you know, I can't credit it all to myself. It's, it's, it's definitely uh Maggie and Kate, the Fox sisters, who 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 attributed to that, and 
But I, I mean, I can't lie. It was, it was a, it was a real moment of pride. You know, never in a million years did I ever think I'd be in the same line as some of the history's greatest ghosts that birthed religion. The Holy Ghost, to name one. Holy Ghost, yeah. I mean, like that's. <laughs> That's big. Um, and so my last question to kind of wrap us up is I've I've actually talked to some human mediums whose whole job is to help ghosts, you know, move on to the other side and to find rest and to find peace. So this is kind of a twofold question, but um, have you found rest? And if not, do you want some medium to usher you, you know, into the light, into the, to the next veil, into the next dimension? Mm. You know, Cyan, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any last quick tips for our listeners out there? Oh, oh, just get out there, experiment. You know, there's this so much out there you just got to find yourself find yourself and 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 the haunting will will come through it really will just uh don't overthink it don't overthink it and um you know it'll it'll happen it'll happen when it needs to happen and there's one thing you have a lot of is time well thank you so much for joining us um it was really great chatting with you and i think our listeners learned a lot So you're in a house. It's going great. You found a routine haunt. You figured out a couple of objects to pick up and move. But the next thing you know, the people want you out. What would you do? We'll hear from our own The Bog Witch after a brief message from our sponsors. Are you like me and tired of the same sounds? The same chains? Ooh, just not doing it anymore? Well, that's why I decided to try Bloody Mary's new program. She's developed a line of science-backed courses to get the groove back into your scares. For three simple payments of one skeleton and a couple of rib bones, you'll get her straight to Ouija course, which I guarantee the haunt will return to your step. She's offering a 10% discount off of her course. You can head to her website at www.bloodymaryscourseforghosts.com and enter the code DOIEXIST. Happy haunting! Next up, our own The Bog Witch tells us her story in her own words. I will say it here for everyone to know. I love to pinch. Someone sleeping? Slip in a pinch. Oh, you dropped your pail filled with the milk you just got from your cow? Now the pinch! Ugh. I live for it. But humans, well, I guess humans don't really like to be pinched without knowing who did the pinching. 
I don't know if you're anything like me, but the four words I hate most in the English language are, we need an exorcism. Ugh, the amount of times I've been exorcised from a place is absolutely absurd. It feels like the moment I make myself comfortable, maybe break a few mirrors, pinch a few humans, that's when a priest or worse, some blonde human with sage or palo santo or some other herb they shouldn't be using comes in to try and remove me. <sighs> Makes me feel like I don't have a home, a place to rest while I try to finish my unfinished business. So I'd do what any ghost would do in this predicament. I'd get angry. I'd say, oh, you don't like my pinching? Well, how would you like to have a night filled with pinches? Or, oh, you don't like that when I throw a mirror from time to time? Well, I hope you like waking up to a house filled with broken mirrors. I was angry, and I let my emotions get the best of me. I knew I'd have to choose another way or else I'd forever move from place to place. And after I got exercised from my last haunt, I thought to myself, oh, I need a change. So I took time to reflect and I didn't just rush into my next haunt. I read The Subtle Haunt by noted ghost Neville O'Shaughnessy, the pioneer of pick an object up and move it someplace else. But I also reflected on my lived history. You know, I was a bog witch and scared the townspeople back in my old village by simply existing. They alone created all the horror to fuel my reputation. All I did, I, I lived in a hut alongside a bog. I tended my hearth and gathered berries. That's it. So I said to myself, ghost of bog witch, do what you do best. Just be. Just exist. Mm, so I did. I found a house and let my presence be known in small ways. A light flick. I'd pick up an object and just place it somewhere else. And at night, at night, when I would usually pinch, I just watched those flesh bags sleep. And it worked. Instead of blaming me, I would hear the humans say that there's something wrong with the electricity or they had restless sleep. It's been 475 days and I have yet to be exercised. A new record. Mm, who knows? Maybe I'll slip in one more pinch for old time's sake. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find future episodes in The Rustling of Leaves, The Shimmer of the Moon, and of course in your favorite local graveyard. We'll release episodes whenever the veil is thinnest. In humans, till then, get to know the ghosts in your life. Say hi. See you in your dreams. <sighs> The circle is closed.